ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾಷಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ನಮಃಶ್ರೀಶಂಕರಂದ ಗುರುಪಾದಾಂಬುಜನ್ಮನೆ ಗುರುಪಾದಾಂಬುಜನ್ಮನೆ ಸವಿಲಾಸ ಮಹಾಮೋಹ ಸವಿಲಾಸ ಮಹಾಮೋಹ ಗ್ರಾಹಗ್ರಾಸೈಕರ್ಮಣೆ we are in the process of discussing this concept of samvadi brahma and visamvadi brahma a misleading error visamvadi brahma and a leading error samvadi brahma brahma is here this delusion taking one thing to be another however in some cases even that error or the delusion also results into the attainment of the desired end <coughs> the illustrations were given as i said old fashioned illustrations of the light small circular light emanating from a small lamp and that light falling outside the home on the threshold outside the doors and there is a money or a jam from that also the light is emanating whether the jam is an effulgent stone or it is reflecting the light but light a gleam of light is emanating from the jam imagine that it is reflecting the light okay and it's emanating from a jam and also in another house and falling on the threshold of the house two persons see even sees each one each one sees this light here and both of them think that what is lying there is a jam both of them are only looking at the light and mistaking the light to be jam so one person runs towards the light emanating from lamp thinking that it is a jam other person runs towards the runs towards the light emanating from a jam thinking that it is jam so both of them are wrong all right but still the one who runs towards the light emanated from a jam ultimately gets the jam because there happens to be a jam so even though he mistook the light to be jam even that mistake or the error results into getting the jam which is the desired result so this is called samvadi brahma brahma means an error but samvadi that which results into the attainment of the desired result <coughs> so to say in the 6th verse deepa prabha manibhrantihi ವಿಸಂವಾದಿ ಭ್ರಮಸ್ಮೃತ ವಿಸಂವಾದಿ ಭ್ರಮಸ್ಮೃತ ಮಣಿಪ್ರಭಾಮಣಿಭ್ರಾಂತಿ ಸಂವಾದಿ ಭ್ರಮ ಉಚ್ಯತೆ ದೀಪಪ್ರಭಾಮಣಿಭ್ರಾಂತಿ ಭ್ರಾಂತಿ ಆಫ್ ದ ಡಿಲ್ಯೂಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಟೇಕಿಂಗ್ ದ ದೀಪಪ್ರಭಾ ದ ಲೈಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಲ್ಯಾಂಪ್ ಎಸ್ ಅ ಜ್ಯಾಮ್ ಇಸ್ ವಿಸಂವಾದಿ ಭ್ರಮ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಮಿಸ್ಲೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಏರ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಡಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಲೀಡ್ ಟು ದಿ ಅಟೈನ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಟ್ ಜ್ಯಾಮ್ ಮಣಿಪ್ರಭಾಮಣಿಭ್ರಾಂತಿ ಹಾವೆವರ್ ದಿ ಭ್ರಾಂತಿ ಆರ್ ಏರ್ ಆಫ್ ಟೇಕಿಂಗ್ the light of the jam to be jam 
is known as samvadi bhrama because or leading error because it results ultimately into getting the jam. <coughs> so this is evam pratyaksha vishve samvadi bhramam darshaitva. Evam in this manner, pratyaksha vishve with reference to the objects that are perceptible here, and illust- this is an illustration to show the nature of samvadi bhrama or a leading error with reference to what is perceptible. Anumana Vishabitam Darshayati that these kind of leading errors happen in other cases too. In case of inference also, Anumana Vishay, in case of inference also, this kind of leading error can happen. And that is being shown in the verse 7. Bhashpam Dhumataya Buddha Bhashpam Dhumataya Buddha Tatrangara Anumanataha Tatrangara numanataha Vannirya drachaya labdaha Vannirya drachaya labdaha Sasamvadi brahmamataha Sasamvadi brahmamataha Alright, now talking about an inference. A very famous inference. Yatra yatra dhumaha tatra tatra vannihi Wherever there is smoke, there must be fire. This is a, an invariable rule. There cannot be smoke without the fire. So if you see smoke on a hillock in front of you, then you can infer that there must be fire. Even though you do not see the fire directly, what you see directly is only smoke, but you still know that there is fire because you can infer the presence of fire from the presence of smoke. So this is called anumanam or inferential knowledge. <coughs> Sometimes, what appears to be smoke may not be smoke. Bhashpam dhumataya buddha. What is in fact water vapor? Kvachit pradesha sthitam bhashpam dhumatvena nishchitya. On a hillock there happens to be mist or water vapor or dense mist which someone mistakes it mistakes to be smoke. That can happen. What actually is a mist, what actually is mist, is by error taken to be smoke. <coughs> and so this person infers there must be fire there. Because he knows that where the smoke is, Nitan Mula Pradesha, Ayam Pradesha Agniman, Dhuma Tvadidanumaya. So this person knows that since there is smoke, there must be fire. There is a person who is in search of fire. He wants some umber, some hot burning charcoal, umber, that's what he is looking for in a forest somewhere. So he's looking around to see if he can get some fire. And so he sees smoke there. So he infers that there must be fire. On this hillock there must be fire because there is smoke. In fact there is no smoke. What there is is only this mist which has mistaken to be smoke. However, he thinks it is smoke and therefore he goes there looking for fire because he is looking for fire. <coughs> is Anumaya. Tatra angaran anu angar anumanataha vannihi yadrchya labdhaya. And he goes there. And yadrchya daivagatya perchance yadi agnihi tatra upalabhyeta. Suppose he finds fire there. Not because, so what he saw was only mist. So his inference was wrong actually. But even the wrong inference of fire, and so he goes there and perchance finds actual fire there somewhere burning. 
and therefore he is able to get the amber which he is looking for. Tada baspavisham dhumagnanam samvadi bhavamataha. So this again an old fashioned illustration here. That he infers there is a fire in that place because he thinks it is smoke. What he takes to be smoke, in fact, is only mist. However, since he thinks it is smoke, he goes there expecting if some fire to be there. And, of course, there is no fire where he saw smoke because there was no smoke. But then, looking around, he does find some fire, perchance. In that case, this Brahma or this delusion or error is called Samvadi Brahma, what we call leading error because even the error also ultimately enabled him to find fire which he was looking for. <coughs> so this is an illustration of Samvadi Brahma or a leading error with reference to inference. So we have basically this different pramanas or means of knowledge. First is Pratyaksha, perception, direct perception. Second is Anumana, inference. And third is Shastra or the scriptures. So now we, see he just wants to make a point here. That there is a phenomenon called Samvadi Brahma or a leading error. That's the point he wants to make in all these verses. And was to establish through various arguments, reasons, that this Samvadi Brahma or the leading error is something that can be there. That perceptually in the practical experience we have sometimes, inferentially also we sometimes just uh, stumble upon what we are looking for, even by error. <coughs> It happens sometimes, you know, that uh, you think that you kept something there, although you didn't keep it there, but still you find it there, some other piece you may find. And so, sometimes you stumble upon what you're looking for. And that would be a Samvadi Brahma. Agama Vishwabitam Darshadi, with reference to scriptural matters also, this kind of Samvadi Brahma or a leading error is possible. Which illustration is given in the verse 8. <coughs> Godavari Yudakam Godavari Yudakam Gango Godavari Yudakam Gango Dakam Matva Vishuddhaye Dakam Samproksha Shuddhima Pnoti Samproksha Shuddhima Pnoti Sasam Vadi Brahma Mataha Sasam Vadi Okay Godavari, these are the names of the rivers in India. There is a river called Godavari. There is another river called Ganga. Ganga is very well known as a very sacred river. And it is said that if you take a dip in the Ganges, then you get purified. Or people keep this Ganges water in their homes. And that Ganges water is used for the purpose of worship often in order to sanctify those materials of worship. Or you can sprinkle upon your own self in order to get purified because that is supposed to be the power of the Ganges water that it purifies whatever it is sprinkled upon. So you find while performing the worship, the priest also sprinkles water at some point in time that in the water pot he invokes the Ganges. He invokes the, this, this holy rivers and he invokes the different devatas in that pot of water. And that's how that water becomes as holy as the Ganges water or as though that all the deities were present. And then he takes that water 
and sprinkles upon flowers and other materials which are to be offered to the Lord. So this is a process of sanctification or purification. He sprinkles it upon himself. You see one Narayana doing that. Sprinkling upon himself in order to again purify himself. <coughs> so thus the power of the Ganges water to purify is well known. And there are other rivers which are also holy rivers. Godavari is another river in the south. And that is also, if you sprinkle that water, that also is, that also will purify. But here, this person has the water from the river Godavari. And he thinks that it is water from the river Ganges. So Godavari water is taken to be Ganga or Ganges water. This is Brahma. This is an error. <coughs> so Godavari Udakam, Ganga Udakam Matva, Vishuddhaye, Samproksha, Shuddhimapnodi. Thinking that it is Ganges water, he sprinkles it upon himself and thus becomes purified. See, had it been ordinary water, then that water would not have been effective. But what happens to be there is water from the Godavari river, which also has the power to sanctify. So even though he thought it was Ganges water, and he sprinkled upon himself to purify himself, he didn't get purified because it turned out to be Godavari water, which is also holy. So, Vishuddhihetuttu avagamat. <coughs> Agamasiddham, that even the Godavari river also, water also has the power of purifying. Atahatat prokshanandabhi vishuddhiyastyeva. And therefore, even by sprinkling of that Godavari water also, he does get purified. He thinks that he is purified because of Ganges water, but then he is in fact purified because of Godavari water. So his ultimate end was to get purified. Which end is achieved? Because that water turns out to be holy water from some other river. And therefore, even though his, his, his knowledge was wrong, it was Brahma, it was a delusion, and still it led, into, led him to the attainment of ultimate result of purifying himself. Asabi godavari udake ya gangodaka buddhi sa bhrantiheva. Although, to look upon godavari water as ganga water is a bhranti, is a delusion or an error, and still that error, in spite of that error, he did achieve the desired end. Therefore, Sahasamvadi Brahmamataha. That Brahmamataha is still the leading error. <coughs> so this is the reference to scriptural matters. Whether the Ganges waters purifies or not, who knows? How can we determine? Because the scriptures say so. Whether the Godavari river will purify or not, how do we know? When you sprinkle that water on the flowers and other materials of worship, how do you know it is purified or not? Because purity is not something that you can perceive. So we accept it to be purified because the scriptures say so. So this kind of knowledge is only gained from the scriptures and there also this Brahma or error is possible if one mistakes one thing to be the other and in this particular case even that error resulted into the attainment of desire and therefore it is the leading error. Udaharanantra Maha another, another illustration is given also from the scriptures. That is, all of this requires a background of uh, the mythological literature also. And anyway, these things are very common to the people who are brought up in India. Not common to naturally people who, who do not have exposure to that culture. So, some of the illustrations are purely cultural illustrations. Because naturally the book is written in India and is written for Indians. I don't think that uh, Vidyaranya Swami who wrote this text perhaps 600 years ago, had I ever imagined that this text will be studied in a place like Sailorsburg, you know. 
and that these talks will be given to uh, and not a single person from here comes from India, you know, except for the speaker. And so, he would never have imagined. Otherwise, he might have given different illustrations, you know. But then, he has given these illustrations because he had in mind the audience. Not even of the 20th century, only of the 12th century or 13th century when he was. So, therefore, we find this very old-fashioned, unique kind of illustrations here. See the ninth verse. Jvarenaptasannipatam Jvarenaptasannipatam Bhantya Narayanam Smaran Bhantya Narayanam Smaran Mrtasvargamavapnoti Mrtasvargamavapnoti Sasamvadi Brahmo Mataha Sasamvadi Brahmo Mataha Alright, here is an illustration, Jvarena Sannipatam Aptaha. Jvarena, on account of fever, high fever, Sannipatam Aptaha. Sometimes this person, you know, slips into what you call delirium and he talks all kinds of things. This happens. In high fever, a person just, Sannipatam means delirium. He just keeps talking. He doesn't know what he's talking. He doesn't know what he's saying. <coughs> Sometimes he may be calling his son, he may be calling his wife, he may be calling somebody. He doesn't know that he's calling, but he may be doing so. So, Bhrantya Narayanam Smaranam Saran. Suppose there is a man who is dying, and in delirium he keeps on uttering Narayana, 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 which happens to be the name of Lord. He doesn't know that he is uttering the name of Narayana, or there is a case that will tell you that he may be thinking that Narayana, the name of his son also may be Narayana. You see, in India in those days, and even now also, very often people are named by the name of different deities. So therefore you find Narayana, that's the name of Lord Vishnu. Krishna, Rama, Shiva, all these names are very common. And so, it may this Narayana happened to be his son, and he may be calling his son in delirium also. Idam Narayana Smaranam Mamasvarga Sadhana Vidhyana Mantarena Api. He does not even know that he is in fact remembering Narayana at the time of death. He said in Bhagavad Gita that whatever be your last thought, whatever be the thought at the time of death is your de- determines your destiny. Therefore in India, at the time of death, people always want to make sure that the name of Lord is uttered. So in their, in their years also they will utter that name. And whatever. And people plan also that time of death, even if I did not do anything for the whole of my life, anyway, when I am going to die, at the time of death, I'll remember God and that will make up for everything. Except that at the time of death, you don't know what you're doing. You, you, you know, in fact, the, uh, the jiva is so much struggling to sustain the life that there is no way that you have no willpower at all at that time. And whatever you have thought about for the whole of your life, that automatically comes before your mind. And that is what you utter or that's what you think. So really, we have no freedom to determine our own thought at the time of death. Just as we have no freedom to determine what will be my dream. Do we have freedom? Otherwise, we nice. We forget about the waking state. And we will create nice dreams and enjoy them. But we have no freedom. Because in the dream state, our willpower does not work. And whatever is the predominant thought from the experiences of the day, that's what determines what the dream will be. Anyway, 
So here is a, a case here where at the time of death, the person doesn't know what he is or she is talking and he says Narayana, 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 which may happen to be the name of that person's son. And so he doesn't know that this utterance of Narayana will be the means for heavens. Iti jnana mantarena bhi sannipada prayukta bhamasat. So it is Brahma or the delusion which is which is brought about due to Sannipata or this delirium. Sadhana Purushataya Chaitya Chaitya Divat Narayanam Smaran. And like an ordinary person, he just utters the name Narayana. Meaning not knowing. Suppose we call our friend, you know, this uh, priest, hey Narayana, come here. That time you know idea that you are uttering God's name, you know. You just when you say Narayana come here, or when you address him as Narayana, you address him as a person, an ordinary person. And that time, there is no idea in our mind that I am uttering the name of God, otherwise that would give you the result. If you utter the name Narayana with this idea or with this thought in your mind that it is the name of God, it will give you the result of uttering the name of God. But if you use the name Narayana and thinking that it is the name of an ordinary person, well that's what it is. <coughs> it's interesting, anyway, so, even then, this person, he ultimately attains Svarga or heavens because he uttered the name of Narayana at the time of death. It is said, Hari Hardipapani Dusta Chittai Rapismutaha. This is all called earth. This is really to glorify the Lord and glorify the name of the Lord. So lots and lots has been written in the in the scriptural literature in India about the efficacy and the glory of the name of the Lord. Because uttering holy name is very, very prevalent. And therefore, you will find the uh, its glorification done in all the texts. <coughs> so it is said, uh, the, one of the names of Narayana is Hari. The word Hari, or name of Lord Shiva is Hara. It's Hari and Hara. Both of these names are derived from the root Hri. Hri means to remove. So one who removes is called Harihi. What does he remove? Harihi Harati Papani. The Lord is called Hari because Papani Harati. He removes the sins. Therefore, he is called Hari. I am sure you must have heard from Swamiji his story about Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. He always tells that story. That uh, why, you see, this, this is called Mahamantra or a great mantra. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. All of these are sambodhana or address. Hare means O Hari, Rama means O Rama, O Hari, O Rama, O Hari, O Krishna. That's the mantra. There is no, normally a mantra will have Om Namah Shivaya, salutation to Lord Shiva. That's called mantra. Om Namo Narayana, salutation to Lord Narayana. But in that mantra, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, there is no salutation, there is no prayer, there is nothing. Merely addressing the Lord, O Hari, O Rama, O Hari, O Krishna. So Swami was wondering, what is the significance of this mantra? Why is this uh, so important? Then he says, well, the very name suggests. So when you call a, a, pers- a particular person by the name, so the very name suggests the function that the person is performing. In this case, this name Hari, 
Rama, Krishna, all of these are the names of the Lord which denote the function. Harihi, Hari means Harati the Harihi. One who removes is called Harihi. And therefore, O remover, O remover, that's what we are calling. Rama, who is Rama? The one who dwells in the hearts of everyone is called Rama. A one who delights is called Rama. Hey delighter, O delighter. Who is Krishna? Krishna is the one who who, who, who removes again. Krish, Krish means to plow. Someone who plows away. Someone who plows the sins and the obstacles to the devotee is called Krishna. So hey plower, hey plower. Naturally it means that when you say O oh, remover, O oh, remover, that means that please remove my sins. It is implied that. So very name implies what the the Nami or the word, the one whose name it is, what that does is automatically implied by the very name. So Lord is called Hari. So Hari Harati Papani. Hari is the one who removes the sins. Whose sins would he remove? Even if this name Hari, 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 Narayana, 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 Krishna, Krishna, Rama, or whatever, Christ, or any name for that matter. Says Lord will remove the sins even if the name is uttered by Dusta Chittahi, by, uh, by the people of impure mind. <coughs> so there are many illustrations in, again, in, there are many stories in the mythological literature in India where people gain liberation by even becoming enemies of Lord. So there are many enemies of, there was an enemy of Lord Krishna. His name was Shishupala. And he had such an such a hatred for Lord Krishna that every day it is said that he would utter one thousand names of Lord Krishna in abuse. Abusing Lord Krishna, one thousand abuses, curses of Lord Krishna. But anyway, Dushta Chitta, he is a person who was a sinner and then he was uttering the name in this manner, in a negative manner. And he also ultimately got liberated because even in, out of anger or jealousy or hatred, he all the time only thought of Lord. So what is important is all the time thinking of the Lord. So thus there are many demons who are said to be liberated because even as enemies they always thought of the Lord or always uttered his name even out of fear. And that is how Dushta Chittahi, even if a person who is sinful, even if that person also utters his name, then also, that is the glory of the Lord. How compassionate he must be. So there is a, there is a story, uh, it is not relevant to our discussion, but this thing comes here. Akrishya putram agavan yad ajamilopi narayanedi miryamana iyaya mukti mityadi purana vachanebhya It is said in the Purana, agavan ajamilaha. There is a story in a very a sacred text called Bhagavatam. In which there is a very famous story of a person whose name was Ajamila. And he was, by all local standards, was a great sinner. In as much as he indulged into everything that is forbidden. Indulged into uh, drinking and into, uh, what do you call it, uh, gambling. And also association with uh, other women and things like that. All of these are absolutely prohibited things. And this fellow was a Brahmin, and he was brought up in a Brahmin family, and he was brought up with all the tradition. And for a number of years, he was actually following his duties very religiously. 
But some suppression must have been involved there, you know, because the father was very strict and so he must have been following his duties, all right. One day he saw somebody, you know, a woman and what not and he, he fell in love and then he went behind him and whatever. And that's how his life was completely ruined. And then he had many children through that woman and this youngest child was named Narayana. It is somebody, somebody advised him to name the child Narayana. He was very fond of this child and his old man now was dying. On the deathbed also he uttered Narayana, Narayana. He was calling his son Narayana, Narayana. So actually the, the, uh, the uh, Yamaduta, meaning the, uh, the messengers of Lord Death or Yamaraja were ready. As soon as this fellow dies, they were ready to take him to hell because that's where he was destined to go. But since at the time of death, he uttered the name Narayana, 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 which actually was the name of his son and he was calling his son even in delirium. But Lord Narayana heard, hey, this fellow is calling my name in time of death. Well, then he is entitled to come here. So he sends his messengers. And now we have two messengers. One are the messengers from hell. Other are, others are the messengers from heaven. And so those messengers from heaven told the other messengers, don't dare come near this because we are here and since he has uttered the name of Narayana, he is entitled to go to heaven and that's where he will go. And so he said that this man wound up in heavens because he uttered the name Narayana at the end of, at, at the time of death. Now, this is to glorify the name, it is also to glorify the Lord and everything else. So, that is the illustration that is intended here when this verse says, Jvarenapta Sannipadam Bhrantya Narayanam Smaran. it is in delirium when this man utters the name Narayana, Narayana. Mrutah Swargam Avapnoti. When he dies, he attains Swargam or heavens. Even though he did not know what he is doing, he did not even perhaps know that utterance of the name Narayana is a means for Swarga or heavens and still he goes to heavens. Atrabi Narayana Namnaha Putranamatpagnanam Bhantireva. In fact, he was calling his son so he was not calling Lord and so this was Bhanti, this was an error or a delusion and still it resulted into attainment of the desired result, namely heavens. So this is also another illustration of what we call Samvadi Brahma or a leading error. So as you say, this old-fashioned illustrations of Samvadi Brahma, Pratyaksha or perceptual illustration of a light from a jam and light from a lamp. Then inferential illustration of mistaking the mist to be for the smoke and still stumbling upon the fire which the person was looking for. And thirdly, the scriptural illustration of taking the Godavari water to be Ganga water and still getting purified or uttering the name of sun, Narayana, and then winding up with Swarga because it happened to be the name of God. All of these are illustrations of what we call Samvadi Brahma or leading errors. Errors 
leading to the desired end. Evam trivira samvadi brahmodaharena siddhamarsamaha. All right. The threefold illustrations are given. Pratyaksha perceptual, anumana inferential and agama scriptural. So, with threefold illustrations which have been given, siddhamarsamaha, what is the meaning that ultimately we derive from this discussion? That is being said in verse 10. Pratyakshasya anumanasya Pratyakshasya anumanasya Tatha shastrasya gochare Tatha shastrasya gochare Uktanya ena samvadi Uktanya ena samvadi Brahma santihi kotishah Brahma santihi kotishah Pratyakshasya Anumanasya tatha shastrasya gochare Pratyakshasya perception Anumanasya of inference Shastrasya of the scripture gochare Ukta nyayena samvadi brahmaha kotishah hisanti Ukta nyayena by the the nyaya or by the rule that has been shown in this three Kotishah samvadi brahmaha santi Thus there can be countless illustrations of samvadi brahma or leading illustration. Now you look for your own experiences and you will find that how you stumble upon things that you are looking for where you did not expect or what you did not intend or what you wanted happens. So there are many experiences we have of this kind of what we call leading error. <coughs> that you commit an error but then still the error turns out to be leading to what you are looking for. Thus there are countless illustrations of Samvadi Brahma or leading errors. So it is shown here by all these illustrations, by this discussion it is shown there is a phenomenon called Samvadi Brahma or leading error. Which phenomenon is supported by our practical experience, also supported by the inference, also supported by the scriptural Brahma or scriptural errors, errors pertaining to the scriptural matters rather. Vipakshe bhadaka pradarshanena uktamarsam dradhati. Suppose you don't accept this. Suppose somebody refuses to accept this phenomenon called samvadi brahma or leading error. Then bhadaka pradarshanena. Then the author shows what difficulties would arise. Artham dradhati. And this idea is firmed up again. So both ways. In a positive manner as well as in a negative manner the idea is made firm. How in a negative manner? Suppose someone says, I don't accept this. If you don't accept this, then you will have to throw away a lot of part of the scripture. Lot of things that the scriptures tell us will become invalid if you do not accept the phenomenon called Samvadi Brahma or the leading error. And that is being said in the verse 11. Anyatha mrittika daru Anyatha mrittika daru Shilasyur devatah katham Shilasyur devatah katham Agnitva didhiyo pasyaha Agnitva didhiyo pasyaha Katham vayo shidadeha Katham vayo shidadeha Anyatha, anyatha means otherwise. 
samvadi brahma abhave. If you do not accept this phenomenon called samvadi brahma or this leading error, mrittika darushilaha devataha katham sihu. Then mrittika means clay, daru means wood, shila means stone. How clay, wood and stone become devatas? How, how can they become gods? Here we have an illustration right in front of us, illustration of a stone image, which is worshipped as Devada, which is worshipped as God. Sometimes images are also from wood, sometimes images are even from clay, often the images are from stone, and sometimes they are also from metal. So all these images are worshipped as Devatas or as God. What does it illustrate? It illustrates only this, that in fact, what we see in front of us is a stone image, and still we worship that as God. So stone is taken to be God, which is Brahma or delusion, and still if you worship this stone image or any other image with the idea of God, it does give you the desired result of attaining the favor or anugraha or, or the grace of the God. So Murdadeha Phalasiddha Devatatvena Pujyaha Nabhavehu Swataha Devatatva Abhava. They are not Devata. The stone image is not God. For there is a different there are opinions about that. There is one school of thought in India which believes that this is God. So they accept different kinds of incarnations of God. Rama, Krishna, they were the human incarnations, alright. But this is also called the stone incarnation of God. And therefore it is looked upon as God, not as looked upon as stone or as an image. But Vedantins look upon, Vedantins generally look at it this way. That it is your bhavana, it is your very, it is your uh, own um, attitude and your own uh, devotion, you know, that actually converts a thing from stone to God. But anyway, one thing is that stone is not God or clay is not God or a piece of wood is not God and still when you worship them, you do get the desired results. It's a matter of experience. And I'm sure you must have discovered by now how prayers result, give, give the desired results from the prayer. We have found the power of prayers and we have found the power of the worship also, that by worship we are able to acquire the grace of God or we are able to acquire the desired results. So how come by performing the worship of a stone image that we acquire the grace of God? We look upon the stone as God, that is called Brahma, it is nothing but delusion and still it does result into the attainment of desired results. So this is, the worship of the images is a classical example of what we call Samvadi Brahma or leading error. Anyata Mrtika Daru Shilaha Devataha Kasam Sihu They are not Devatas and still they become Devatas. That shows that Samvadi Brahma or the leading error is what is accepted by the scriptures. <coughs> And now, in the second line, another illustration is given, or said, so if you don't accept Samvadi Brahma or leading error, then you will discard all forms of worship, because what you are worshipping is an image which is not God, and all those worship will become useless, or will become meaningless, if you don't accept this phenomenon called Samvadi Brahma. And Upanishads also give us many Upasanas or many meditations. And what is the meditation? Again, is... There is a pratika or there is a symbol and upon the symbol you have the idea of the deity. 
So sometimes these images are called like map. Like a map is nothing but, so you, you see what, what you see in front of you, the piece of paper, and you get the idea of a country, or the flag, for example, the national flag. The moment the flag is unfurled, everybody, you know, salutes. What do they salute? Are they saluting a piece of cloth? They're not saluting a piece of cloth. They're in fact saluting the country that is represented by the piece of cloth. So that piece of cloth is a symbol for the country, for the uh, for the glory and the dignity. Or the national anthem is just some sound, and still how much reverence it gets because there is a superimposition of sometimes the national anthem is nothing of the nation in there. Sometimes national anthems are very interesting, you know. They may be very little thing, and still we, uh, out of reverence, we bow down our heads because there is a superimposition of the uh, reverence that we have for the country. So, upasana or meditations are always like that. That what you have in front of you is a symbol, which actually is not, the principle is different from what the symbol is. So, idol is one thing, the principle that the idol represents is another thing, and thus this the illustration of Samvadi Brahma are always there. Even those who don't believe in idols, they do believe in flags. They also have a picture, they keep a picture, you know, of, of his, these soldiers keep pictures of the wife and son and father and mother and every so often they pull out their purse and look at the picture, couple of tears, you know, again put it back. What is that? Is he shedding tears at a piece of paper? No. That picture is, stands for what? His son or wife or mother or father. And there's these examples of worshipping or looking upon one thing as something else are very common in our life. <coughs> cross, for example, very holy, the holy cross. So we always salute or we always bow down before that. Stands for what? Stands a symbol of God. <coughs> So similarly, so this is there prevalent in the life of human beings. Wherever any worship is involved of any kind, that worship is always going to involve some symbol, it's going to involve some form in the mind, even though people do not believe in forms. But when you want to think of God, you have to think of something. Mind can always think in the realm of name and form or some quality. Mind cannot deal with that which is without quality or without form. So whenever mind thinks of God, it always thinks of something, Father in heavens. So Father becomes a symbol. So that you think of Father in your mind, or whatever qualities which go with the Father. So that that guna or the quality automatically comes in the mind, and thus you superimpose upon a given thought the idea of God, and that's how you meditate upon God. So here is given an illustration from Upanishad, from Chandogya Upanishad. Many Upanishad gives the Upasana as a meditation. Chandogya Upanishad gives a meditation which is known as Panchagna Vidya or a meditation involving the five fires. Bhadakantramaha Agnitwadi iti Panchagna Vidyayam, that is a Vidya or meditation called Panchagna Vidya meditation involving the five-fold fire. Prasavi vava gautamagnihi, parjanyo vava gautamagnihi, 
असौवावद्यूलोक गौतमाग्नि इत्यादि वाक्य ही सो इन छंदों की उपनिषद दिस मेडिटेशन इज गिवन वेदी होल वर्ल्ड और यूनिवर्स इज लुक्ड अपॉन एज फंक्शनिंग अराउंड वॉट वी कॉल ग्रैंड कॉस्मिक सेक्रीफाइस वॉट इज द सेक्रीफाइस सेक्रीफाइस और यज्ञ इज दैट इन विच समथिंग इज ऑफर्ड इन फायर सो वी लाइट द फायर इन्वोक द देवता और डेट इन दैट एंड ऑफर द मटीरियल वर्शिप इन द फायर विच इज सपोज टू रीच दैट डेट सो दिस इज हाउ यज्ञ और सेक्रीफाइस इज परफॉर्म सो उपनिषद टेल्स एस how this kind of a sacrifice is going on in the whole universe dyu loko gautama agnihi asawa says look that heaven says a fire because it illumines what is the fuel there the sun is a fuel so heaven is a fire and the sun is a fuel so sun is constantly burning the fuel is burning the whole heaven is illumined and is looked upon as fire because constantly sacrifice is going on and from that burning of the sun and moon what is what is born is parjanya or the clouds so from the burning of the sun and moon the clouds are born because when the sun is sacrificing itself the water is evaporated and that's how clouds are formed and the moon will cool down those that vapor and that's how the clouds are formed and thus we have the rain so then those clouds also sacrifice themselves the sun is constantly sacrificing itself and the clouds are formed the clouds constantly sacrifice themselves and the rain is formed so cloud is another fire the cloud parjanya also is looked upon as fire because there is a sacrifice going on <coughs> so when it rains upon the earth then the rain falls on the earth and what happens earth sacrifices itself and gets transformed into what we call the plants and vegetables the herbs the herbs and plants and vegetables so this prithvi vava gautamagnihi earth becomes the third fire where which sacrifices itself to become plants vegetables herbs etc then what happens to herbs herbs also sacrifice themselves and they become the food that food is eaten by man and therefore this man so purusho vava gautamagnihi that man becomes the fourth fire and yusha vava gautamagnihi and then he injects the semen into the woman and woman becomes a fifth fire and that is how the praja or the progeny is born so this the world is continued the world is going on because constantly this series of sacrifices are being performed and this cosmic sacrifice is looked upon in this five stages for the first fire is the heavens second fire is the clouds third fire is the earth fourth fire is the man fifth fire is the woman so this is a meditation that is given so upanishads in upanishads we find very interesting meditations meditations upon the cosmic phenomena you see some divinity there you see the play of lord there in in the in the cosmic phenomena that are going on so what you see is earth and you look upon that as fire what you see is woman meditate upon that as fire man meditate upon that as fire earth meditate upon that as fire cloud meditated upon that as fire heavens meditated upon that as fire so thus this agni drishti looking upon these things as fire this is the nature of meditation one of the meditations that we find in chandogya upanishad in the fifth chapter <coughs> ityadi vakyai 
యోషిత్ పురుష పురుష పృథివి పర్జన్య జ్యూలోకానాం అగ్నిత్వేనుపాసనం బ్రహ్మలోక అవాప్తి ఫలకం న భవే ఇట్ సైడ్ దాట్ విన్ యూ మెడిటేట్ లైక్ దిస్ ది అల్టిమేట్ రిజల్ట్ ఆఫ్ దిస్ మెడిటేషన్ కెన్ బీ అటైన్మెంట్ ఆఫ్ బ్రహ్మలోక ద హైయెస్ట్ వర్డ్ ఇఫ్ యూ రియలీ కాన్సన్ట్రేట్ అండ్ గెట్ టోటలీ అబ్జార్వ్డ్ ఇన్ ఇట్ దెన్ యూ కెన్ గెట్ అటైన్ ద రీ వాట్ వాట్ ఇస్ నాన్ ఎస్ బ్రహ్మలోక ద హైయెస్ట్ వర్డ్ ఈజ్ వాట్ వన్ అటైన్స్ యాజ్ ఎ రిజల్ట్ ఆఫ్ this kind of meditation now there is no the woman is not fire man is not fire cloud is not fire and still you look upon this as fire and meditate and that meditation gives you such exalted result that could not be unless this samvadi brahma or the leading error were also accepted by the scriptures agnitvadi dhyopasyaha katham va yoshidadeh ఆదిపదేన మనోబ్రహ్మేత్యుపాసీత అదర్ మెడిటేషన్స్ గివన్ లైక్ తైత్రియ ఉపనిషత్ మనోబ్రహ్మేత్యుపాసీత ఛాందోగ్య దెన్ ఛాందోగ్య సెస్ మనోబ్రహ్మేత్యుపాసీత ఆదిత్యో బ్రహ్మేతి ఆదేశ సో మే యూ మెడిటేట్ అపాన్ మైండ్ ఇస్ బ్రహ్మ సైడ్ మే యూ మెడిటేట్ అపాన్ సన్ ఎస్ బ్రహ్మ ఎస్ యూ అండ్ సన్ ఎస్ బ్రహ్మ ఎస్ గాడ్ ఇది ఏమాదయో గృహ్యం దిస్ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ మెడిటేషన్స్ ఆర్ గివన్ వర్ సన్ బికమ్ ద సింబాల్ ఫర్ మెడిటేషన్ అపాన్ బ్రహ్మ అవర్ మైండ్ ఆల్సో కెన్ బికమ్ ద సింబాల్ ఫర్ మెడిటేషన్ అపాన్ బ్రహ్మ బికాస్ దెర్ ఆర్ సర్టన్ సిమిలారిటీస్ బ్రహ్మ ఈజ్ వన్ దట్ మెనిఫెస్ట్ ఇన్ మల్టిఫేరియస్ వేస్ అవర్ మైండ్ ఆల్సో ఇస్ దాట్ విచ్ మెనిఫెస్ట్ ఇన్ మల్టిఫేరియస్ థాట్స్ సో దట్ మల్టిప్లిసిటీ ఈజ్ ది కామన్ క్యారెక్టరిస్టిక్ బిట్వీన్ మైండ్ అండ్ బ్రహ్మ అండ్ దట్స్ హౌ యూ మెడిటేట్ అపాన్ మైండ్ ఎస్ బ్రహ్మ the sun is meditated upon brahma sun is shining is one of the nature of effulgence brahma also is one of the nature of awareness and therefore you meditate upon sun as brahma so so many such meditations are given where what you are looking upon looking at is one thing and what you are thinking about is another thing you see you are looking at sun and thinking about brahma looking at mind thinking about brahma looking at cloud thinking about fire so looking at one thing and dwelling upon something else this is how meditation is performed meditation involving a symbol sometimes meditation may not involve a symbol it just involves a name it involves a form it involves a concept it has to involve some model something has to be involved when the mind can meditate <coughs> all of these would not have been possible unless this phenomenon called samvadi brahma or this leading error is accepted meaning error is there the superimposition a deliberate superimposition of god upon sun and then also it it yields desired result idanim bahu bahu granthai upapaditam samvadi bhramam buddhi saukaryaya sankshipi darshayati and this is samvadi bhrama or the leading error which has been established in course of discussion in so many verses now buddhi saukaryaya in order for a simple understanding in the mind sankshipya darshayati the author shows in brief in the next verse in order that we can clearly understand that in our mind or we can grasp it clearly in our mind say the 12th verse ayatha vastu vijnanat అయథా వస్తు విజ్ఞాన ఫలం లభ్యత ఈప్సిదం ఫలం లభ్యత ఈప్సిదం కాకతాళీయత సోయం 
కాకతాళీయతస్సోయం సంవాదిభ్రమ ఉచ్చరే సంవాదిభ్రమ ఉచ్చరే అయథావస్తు విజ్ఞానాత్ ఫలం లభ్యతే ఈప్సితం కాకతాయత సోయం సంవాదిభ్రమ ఉచ్చరే అయథావస్తు విజ్ఞానాత్ సో బాయ్ నాలెడ్జ్ అయథావస్తు విహితాత్ అవిహితాద్వా ఐదర్ దిస్ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ దీస్ వాట్ యూ కాల్ ఎరర్ ఆర్ భ్రమ సూపర్ ఇంపోజిషన్ మే విహితం ద స్క్రిప్చర్స్ మే ఆస్కస్ టు డూ ద సూపర్ ఇంపోజిషన్ జస్ట్ ఎస్ సూపర్ ఇంపోజింగ్ ద ఐడియా ఆఫ్ బ్రహ్మ అపాన్ ఆదిత్య ఆర్ అవిహితం ఆర్ యూ మే సూపర్ ఇంపోజ్ ద ఐడియా ఆఫ్ ఎ జేఎం అపాన్ ఎల్ లైట్ సో వెదర్ ఇట్ ఈస్ సమ్థింగ్ దట్ ఈస్ ఎంజాయిన్ ఆర్ సమ్థింగ్ దట్ ఈస్ నాట్ ఎంజాయిన్ యస్మాద్ అయథావస్తు విజ్ఞానాత్ విపరీత జ్ఞానాత్ ఈవెన్ బాయ్ వాట్ యూ కాల్ ఇరోనియస్ నాలెడ్జ్ ఆల్సో ఈప్సితం అభిలషితం ఫలం లభ్యతే సిన్స్ వి గెట్ ద డిజైర్డ్ రిజల్ట్ ఈవెన్ దో ఇట్ ఈస్ త్రూ ద ఇరోనియస్ నాలెడ్జ్ సో నాలెడ్జ్ ఈస్ ఇరోనియస్ అండ్ స్టిల్ వి గెట్ ద డిజైర్డ్ రిజల్ట్ అనదర్ అనదర్ ఇలస్ట్రేషన్ ఇస్ గివన్ ఆర్ అనదర్ ఇడియోమాటిక్ యూజ్ ఇస్ కాకతాలీయత వాట్ ఈస్ కాకతాలీయ దట్స్ ఇంట్రెస్టింగ్ కాక మీన్స్ అ క్రో అండ్ తాళ మీన్స్ ఏ పామ్ ట్రీ ఇస్ కాల్ సో తాడ తాళ సో పామ్ ట్రీ సో దట్ ఈస్ అ సేయింగ్ దట్ ద క్రో సిట్స్ అండ్ ద పామ్ ట్రీ బ్రేక్స్ ఆర్ ది బ్రాంచ్ ఆఫ్ ద పామ్ ట్రీ బ్రేక్స్ సమ్టైమ్స్ ఇట్ హ్యాపన్స్ దట్ ది బ్రాంచ్ ఆఫ్ ద పామ్ ట్రీ వాజ్ అబౌట్ టు బ్రేక్ డౌన్ ద క్రో హ్యాపన్స్ సీట్ ఆన్ దాట్ the final straw as they say you know and then and the palm tree breaks the branch breaks down or a palm fruit falls this fellow is sitting under the tree he wants a palm fruit doesn't know how to get it and he's thinking and all of a sudden it just happens that a crow sits there on the branch and the palm fruit falls down and he gets it so this is called kagataliya nyaya hai meaning just crow happens to sit there per chance and this fellow gets a desired result tali also means a clapping so elsewhere it is said that this fellow was clapping like this and all of a sudden a crow happened to get trapped in that you know and that's how he got a crow i mean that is another way of interpreting that or third is that you may get hurt also both ways this chap is sitting under a palm tree or standing there the crow sits there for chance and a whole branch falls on his head and he gets hurt it can happen the other way also but this is called a per happening per chance so kakataliya nyaya that the crow sat there and this branch fell down <coughs> or a fruit fell down similarly also what you are worshiping is sun and you get the result of worshiping god what you are looking at is a little light emanating from jam and what you call what you get is jam thus erroneous knowledge also often leads to the attainment of the desired end soyam samvadi brahma uchchate so abhilashitam phalam kakataliya nyayatah daivagatya labhyate the phala the palm fruit that this fellow wanted daivagatya by god's grace or perchance by luck or by fate this fellow got that and the crosses happen to be instrumental there soyam so when this kind of thing happens it is called samvadi brahma it is called the leading error meaning that you actually it was erroneous knowledge and still it led you to the desired result this is the point that is made in all these verses 
that even erroneous knowledge also can lead you to desired result. And he'll make a point. How meditation upon Brahman, meditation upon self is Brahman, even though it is erroneous knowledge because you don't know the self is Brahman. But if you meditate upon self is Brahman, I am Brahman, I am Brahman, Satchidanandoham, Shiva, Chidananda Rupaha, Shivoham, Shivoham, I am Shiva, I am auspicious, I am pure, I am free. Suppose you meditate like that upon the self, it ultimately results into the knowledge of the self which is free. So this meditation involves what we call erroneous knowledge, because it is at the moment not the knowledge on my part that I am free or I am pure. I just superimpose the idea of purity or freedom upon the self and meditate upon the self like Chidananda Rubaha, Shivoham, Shivoham. I am Shivaha. I am auspicious. I am the nature of knowledge. I am joy. In this manner one meditates and ultimately attains the knowledge of the self. And that's the point that is being made in this particular chapter. So in all these verses, in all the discussion, the point that the author has sought to make is that upasana or meditation on Brahman also can be performed and that meditation also can yield the desired result. This seems to go against what we everyday hear in Vedanta, that meditation cannot be the means for moksha. Not that it is said to be means for moksha directly, but meditation can create the necessary condition for the immediate or aparoksha jnanam knowledge to take place and that way, this form of meditation also can become the means for moksha. And so this we should know, that when we hear the scriptures for a length of time, then we get the understanding, but still we don't get the direct perception of truth. So how to convert this indirect understanding into direct knowledge? For that this upasana or meditation is a very important sadhana, or a very important process, which is what the author in this chapter is going to talk about. <coughs> okay. Om Puranamadaf Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyade Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutau Vande Bhagavantau Punaf Punaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyomavadvyapradehaya Dakshinamurtaye namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo namaha Hari Om